steady reductions in sea ice are opening new passageways and new opportunities for trade. This could potentially slash the time it takes to travel between Asia and the West by as much as 20 days. Arctic sea lanes could come before the could come the 21st century Suez and Panama canals. Hello, folks. Uh, welcome to the Joint Committee on on Elections. Election I time. Suppose. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, the big thing's happening. Well, apparently, we've been told. Yeah. We've been assured. They're still counting, but... Um, they are still counting three days later. Yeah. I think I've already started freaking out. My partner's Spanish, and they do elections. You know pretty much that night what the final result is. The exit poll, and a couple of hours later, and then, you know, you know, that's it. It's done. Mm. I don't know if they do it electronically or not, but whatever way they do it, it's a lot quicker, you know? And here we are three days later, and they're still going. But uh, big shifts, kind of big yeah. shifts, and not in, in kind of my view of things. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we've been told there's the, there's a green wave approaching approaching the shore, which we yeah. should all be very excited about. Uh, I'm not that excited about it, really. Well, um, no, I take it as a kind of a. We've mentioned a good few times at this stage already how we've one very positive thing that has happened is that a psychological barrier has been broken through, and this is kind of like the election kind of reflecting that. Yeah. But uh, I'd see it as a bit of an opportunity in a way of something to be taken advantage of, you know. But uh, obviously I wouldn't get excited about. See, here's the thing about the Green Party. The Green Party aren't going to fix anything. And there's different reasons for that, you know. One of the reasons is that they haven't got the... They don't actually believe in the systemic change that would need to happen. Like things would need to be disrupted on a systemic level. They kind of are very... Uh, focus on very individualistic type of things you know mm. they're kind of their voter base you know if you look at them and stuff a lot of people say they're quite you know middle class or whatever which is I don't know it's not necessarily but but they're not going to do the like there's take, we, there needs to be a disruption to the way that we do things at the moment the Green Party are just not going to do that what? and their economics is really bad yeah. economics is really bad they have no they're, they've even got a hint of socialist in them you know yeah so it's going to be just problematic when you need to I shouldn't use words are problematic it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be bad when um, you know they will just will not do what is needed which will not they they are ultimately kind of rich people and they're not going to want to you know over challenge the kind of the wealth concentration that's going to be necessary yeah. to tackle the whole problem you know yeah. because you need to start acting in the, in the you need to start thinking socialist in a way really kind of not socialist exactly but you need to care about like the popular everyone at the same level as opposed to they're fu- they're quite you know from a posh parts and it is actually a true thing they're quite like yeah. of a posh background that's their whole thing you know so they're not of the people you know it's there's a whole what's of- what's what's what really sticks in my mind so far is that Eamon Ryan has already said Eamon Ryan who's still the leader of the party somehow has has already said that he wouldn't rule out going into government whether Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael yeah. here we go again like it's history repeating itself I don't know uh, if uh, how many people who listen to us would remember. It was not that long ago. It was 12 years ago. But they went into power with Fianna Fáil. Not even 12 years ago. It was 2007, wasn't oh, Jesus, it? Jesus, yeah, no, it was 12 years ago. Yeah. I'm older than I think I am. Yeah. It's, um, um, but uh, Oh, yeah, that was the election in which I lost faith in electoral politics because I voted for a bunch of them. Yeah. And then they immediately turned their back on the Shell to Sea campaign. They turned their back on the anti-M3 campaign. They presided over a government that, as you reminded me earlier, decreased the minimum wage, introduced austerity, increased deportations. The Green Party aren't our allies and they never have been. Not in the slightest. Um, so I don't feel much of an affinity with them as an environmentalist or as a person 
with a conscience, really. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, there's like there's individuals who work with the Green Party and who work for the Green Party and who are members who I I can see their heart is in the right place and they're 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 part of making a positive change in the world and I trust them. There's people in the, who work for the Green Party that I trust and who I, on an, an individual level, I can see their heads are screwed on right and their hearts in the right place. But the party itself is they're 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 a part of the establishment. They're a small, relatively powerless part of the establishment, but they are part of the establishment. Um, and I don't really trust that they're going to change things in any significant way. Uh, I like the sound of this person from Ackle, Saoirse McHugh. She's impressed me already. She said she, she'd she'd resign if the Greens went into part into government with either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael. Um, I'll hold her to that now. Wait and see if she actually does if that happens but she's she's someone who has her head screwed on right you know yeah. um Sears McHugh is running for a, a position as MEP but we, like you said we're still counting um or the, the votes are still being counted so we don't actually know it looks likely at the last count she got actually 5,000 less votes than Peter Casey which is very 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 disappointing yes um, now it lo- doesn't look like he'll get elected either but She's with le- in le- in for less of a chance than even him at this stage. Yeah. She's just behind him. So it doesn't matter what she says about staying in the Green Party. You're not really. Well, know. I mean, I wouldn't say that because she could be a potential candidate for the general election, whenever that comes around. And like she has got made a name for herself already. So yeah. Well, okay, but the only thing about that now is you know, there are less TD is a harder thing to get elected for than a councillor. So if you don't get elected councillor, then you're kind of she wasn't running for the council. She was running for the European Parliament. Excuse me, right? Yeah. Oh yes. Peter Casey well, in was that also case, yeah, fair enough. Parliament. Yeah, it looks likely. Well, Mairead McGuinness got in anyway, and it looks likely Ming Flannagan and McCarthy will get elected. And uh, that woman Maria Walsh from Fine Gael, whose election pitch was that she remembers Tamagotchis. I don't know if you saw that video, oh, yeah. but uh, that's she's the one who used to be in the Defence Forces. Oh yeah, I don't know. That all of that kind of stuff makes me very sad. I mean, that's but that's kind of what elections are about, which is why I don't have much faith in them. It's a, it's a personality game. It's oh, a clout yeah, game, yeah. you know. Like yeah. Peter Casey, yeah. What's his thing? He's a millionaire. It's a style. It's the style is all he has yeah. of being like um. It's very disgraceful. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like this kind of that's disgraceful talking to like fake uh, Ming Flanagan on uh, Twitter. You know, um, he, he found a parody pa- page apparently, and he was replying to it thinking from tweets from like six years it ago. It was a parody account of Ming Flanagan saying that he got out of. I'm gonna go voice. roll a joint now. <laughs> yeah, you know, by giving like, a guard a blowjob. <laughs> so and he thought it was a real the real Ming Flanagan and responded to it um, and people people looked at him and went yeah we want you representing us yeah. at a European level but didn't Ming come top of that so far that poll anyhow uh, second yeah oh second Mrs. Uh, Mairead McGuinness is number one oh. so that's that's not the West then because she's Meath no he's Roscommon that's West at Carthy so well evidently not if he's running against people from Meath they could be Midlands Midlands yeah is there a Midlands <laughs> yeah whatever it is anyway <laughs> So we're we're dubs now, so we don't know about this stuff. Anymore. Yeah, it's all it's all outside the pale ah, of yeah, us now, you mid, know. Midlands Northwest constituency, yeah. Yeah, um, Midlands Northwest. It's kind of a bit of this, bit of that, you know. Ireland South would cover a lot of like the part of that west as we as we think of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah um, so I don't know. So a bit of a mix, a bit of a mix of of things in this election. But I personally didn't. Um, I actually didn't get registered in time in my new living place to actually vote in it. So I didn't get too excited. I personally didn't get very excited for the elections or whatever, you know. Uh, before actually, before we crack on with talking about it, uh, we forgot last time to 
but in our disclaimer at the start, which is that we're sponsored by Glushucht, who uh, Glushucht for, for Global Justice, they're an environmental justice NGO, um, and they are paying for our podcast hosting so that you can listen to all the Turning Earth you want. They are our sponsors, and they are very good sponsors. Yeah. Um, and uh, we do say nothing to offend our sponsors. But uh, we they also have no control over anything we say, so we actually probably do offend them, and we don't really even know it. Yeah. So, so But essentially, if, if something we say bothers you, uh, take it over us. Don't go hassling Glushuk. Nothing to do with them. Um, thanks, Glushuk, though. We really appreciate it. Thanks for facilitating our chinwaggery. Uh, yeah, Gormog Um So, yeah, elections. I was actually kind of excited about the elections. Which I, as I, I was taking the piss out of it last time, but I do. I look forward to. Yeah. I get a bit of a buzz out of it. I don't know. I don't watch football. Do you know what I mean? I don't care about any sports. So this <laughs> is like how I get my. Are they going to win or are they going to lose? Fix. You know. Yeah, it's a bit the the, the counting day kind of buzz and vibe, isn't it? You yeah. know. Nobody I voted for got in. No, <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> of course they did. What were you expecting? Like, you I was know? voting for. But you didn't vote yeah. green, did you? I didn't know. You didn't vote green. I voted so, red. The very first time I voted, it was in, in a general election. It was for Greens, you know? Yeah. And then all that happened when they actually did go into government and it was all a bit of a head fuck. A bit of a head melt. Yeah, yeah I voted Green that time as well. And um, they, as we said earlier, they completely turned their back on everything they claimed to represent and um, showed their true Yeah, they're colors. shallow. They have nothing inside. They have nothing inside. They're hollow. They're hollow right through. You bang on their chest and you just hear a big bong. <laughs> There's nothing of substance That's in there. harsh, my God. Wow. <laughs> it's maybe true though. Um, so yeah, the green wave, I don't know. But, uh, but what, sorry, but what I meant to say though was, the, but the good thing of all that is that there's bad, for, uh, the, but the good to take from that is that people actually do care a little bit more. Even though there's still a lot more people voting for Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, so I still think, to my own personal standards, not that amazing. Mm. But, you know, at least, you know, certain heads are going to pay attention to you know, including, you know, Antishuk, Leo Varadkar, is saying that, you know, we'll certainly have to take this into account when we're forming our policies and being a, bit, a little bit more green. Now, that would yeah. be something horribly weak, obviously. It is. But that, now, at least it becomes a bit more, there's a, still a, there's, a, there's a psychological win there, you know, true, for yeah. like prioritising climate catastrophe, essentially. Yeah. So there is positive to take out of this, I think, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's but something that we have to harness. It's not something we, we can just leave to them, you know. We definitely can't, and I, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I've, I've gone from feeling pretty optimistic about it to feeling pretty pessimistic about it. We've talked before about not being optimistic or pessimistic because they, they both pretend to predict the future, and we don't want to pretend to predict the future. But, uh, what the go- we don't need to predict the future. We can just look at what the government's doing now, right? And uh, excuse me. Shortly before the election, the government declared a, a, a climate emergency. Um, which you could you could read as a, as a a first victory for Extinction Rebellion because their first demand is that the government declare a climate and biodiversity emergency which they did they're the second government to declare a climate emergency after the UK the first to declare a biodiversity emergency as far as I know a few days after that the Minister for Climate Action so called Richard Bruton uh, said that carbon will play an essential part in decarbonisation that fossil fuels will no. play an essential part in decarbonisation that you know urine will play an essential part in not wetting the bed anymore um <laughs> like it and and i i read that initially and it's the transition argument yeah but i mean obviously we'll still have to continue using fossil fuels for a little while but he actually specifically talks about uh exploration and exploitation yeah he talks oh, about yeah, extraction yeah, 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 and yeah. the way the way he put it was we're, we're not in a position to talk about uh ending clever. exploration at this point 
I was like, what fucking position do we need to be in to start they, talking about ending exploration? Do we need to literally be drowning in the rising sea levels before you'll talk about not extracting any more carbon from the ground? Like, what? They have when, a, when is the time, if not now? They have a political priority towards projects like that. They always have. And it's still part of the business as usual thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a good question. What do they get out of it? Because none of that money... I mean, it's, 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 it's money for the private sector in general. You know, from a, from a sort of an economic ideological point of view, which is what Fine Gael is all about, of course, you know, they're very, you know, what what you call, I'm putting in air quotes here, folks, okay, air quote time, you know, free market, you know, or the open market, you know, yeah. in other words, everything is, nothing is for the public good, nothing is, uh, everything is privatised, everything's for private gain, private profit, so it's a part of that, I'm, I'm speaking quite broadly now, but that's what's going on, that's why when the, when the whole Shell situation happened, and this, it's not Shell now anymore, but the Corrib gas field, like none of that is nationalised. None of that is going into a sort of a collective uh, coffers for the country or anything yeah, like it's that. A you company. know, you know, it's it's a that's a general thing of this for. It's something there's a lot of profit to be made from. That's about money, you know. It's about yeah. money. And this this is very important to draw attention to. The argument that the government use for all of these projects is that it's about securing supply for Ireland and decreasing our dependence on uh, foreign import, right? Yeah. That's completely false and the reason it's completely false is because, like you said, all these projects are done by private companies. Ireland doesn't even get first shout. They're sold back to Ireland at the exact same market rate it's sold to everywhere else. And yeah, It's really ridiculous. It's, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's no benefit to Ireland as a country. If you want to look at it in purely monetary terms, Ireland doesn't benefit from it in any way. It's, there's more gas there to be bought. You still buy it. Yeah. If you didn't buy it from there, you'd buy it somewhere else. I don't know. Like, it may as well be imported, like. Yeah, what's with, yeah? It's, you know what I mean. It's insane. Not that you know? that's good. I mean, speaking of important gas, Shannon LNG, right? Um, the 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 liquefied natural gas project that's proposed for the Shannon estuary. Uh, we talked about that in earlier episodes, but just for yeah. people who aren't aware of what that is, liquefied natural gas very, very nasty. is essentially um, gas extracted in America through the method of fracking, which is bad for a whole host of reasons. The gas hydraulic is, fracturing, but we call it fracking for short, sort of. The gas is then turned into a liquid form, shipped on a tanker across the sea, and then docked, hopefully not in the Shannon estuary, but that's where they want to do it. And this will basically be the, the entry point for all of Europe. And Sean Kelly, who was re-elected as MEP, I'm fairly sure, for Kerry, which is very disappointing because he sold Kerry and the rest of Ireland up shit creek. Yeah. Because in his position as MEP, he got the project declared as a project of common interest for the EU. In other words... Uh, this is no longer just something that the Irish government are going to want to put push through. The it's now got EU power behind it. They want to push it through as well. Um, now there's people trying to get that because get, of course Fine Gael are part of the the European People's Party or the European Parliament EPP yeah. in any case. Yeah, the European People's Party. Yeah, they're a, a centre right kind of, kind of centre right uh, coalition. Um, the company behind that project actually Shannon LNG. They recently tried to bribe friends of the Irish environment. Uh, offered them one million to to stop. Because friends of the Irish environment are, are, are challenging, so. they're challenging uh, the project in the courts, and they were offered a million to stop doing that. They refused, yeah. thankfully. So thanks very much, friends of the Irish environment. Major, uh, major thanks and praises uh, deserved there. Crazy sub- subversion going on. Like yeah, give yeah. you a million dollar, million euro to to disappear into the night. Yeah. Um, Jesus. So that yeah, the the I don't know. I it it really it really makes me sad that Fine Gael are still popular. 
Yeah, but you know, right. they're kind of... I mean, you'd argue they didn't do that well in this election, but yeah, them and Fianna Fáil... Like, this is the bit that I, I, I don't feel particularly hopeful or whatever, or optimistic or whatever mm. about, the you know, the whole electoral situation because F- Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil between them, they used to take more than... I think it's roughly about 50% or ish so far of, say, first preference votes, just as a rough gauge of what people think, at least in the field of electoral politics in Ireland, you yeah. know, which doesn't seem to change that much over time. Um, the, between them, they would have had, I'm sure they had 60 or 70% or more or whatever in the past, you know, but mm. now for them to have 50%, it's more, it's more the same than different from the last general election where you ended up in, seems slightly unusual, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael collective share gone down and they end up in, in an unofficial sort of coalition with each other actually as, mm. and they're supposed to be rivals, you know, because in reality as, you know, We'd are, we we joke that there's pretty much the same like you know well, we joke about that but it's it's not a joke I mean they are the same if you take the civil war history out of it they're they're yeah. they're not that different like do we have any listeners who are not from Ireland that don't get the civil war thing do you think probably probably do actually that's interesting I looked at our stats a while ago we seem to we've got a lot of listeners in Turkey in Mexico I think uh, Uruguay we've, we've two or three people that listen from Uruguay which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, so hello, people who aren't from Ireland. I hope you understand what the fuck we're talking about. Why are we talking about the Irish Civil War? We talk about Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. Maybe explain that for someone who hasn't, isn't sure. Very briefly, um, in the Irish War of Independence, or when the Irish War of Independence ended, it basically kind of turned directly into a civil war because one half of the side that was resisting the British went along with... There was a treaty offered, basically, and it was good enough for some people and not good enough for other people. Why is that? It wasn't a republic, and it wasn't the entirety of Ireland. They were given a, they were offered a free a Irish free state that was still basically within the UK, but a free state within the UK type situation, or still within the Commonwealth, maybe not within the UK actually, but uh, and not not with a president. So still technically with the king as a you know a head of head of state, but with a separate government. If you so like. basically, uh, there's two sides: the anti-treaty and the pro-treaty. Um, and the f- party that emerged from the anti-treaty side were Fianna Fáil. The party that emerged from the pro-treaty side, interestingly made up of a, no- a lot of uh, fascists, the Blue Shirt Party, uh, were Fianna Gael. And that has shaped Irish politics ever since. It's, it's basically every major election, not everyone, but most of them have just kind of seesawed between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. But nowadays, they're, in terms of their policies, they're nearly identical. Absolutely. And it's kind no of just... Pa- yeah. One of them fucks up enough that the population gets pissed off them and votes for the other one. Yeah, I mean, you, you might be able to identify slightly different demographics amongst the voters, but that melts away a little bit over time. But they've always been the two dominant Irish parties. But they, they, they're less so dominant between the two of them. But as I said, they're still they're still the two biggest parties by a fair bit. You know, yeah, yeah. even with the green wave. So I feel a bit like if they're not like challenging, trying to challenge, become one of the biggest parties as opposed to like the biggest of the small parties it's not really that big of a deal really do you know something about Irish politics though is just the repetition you know mm. it's basically the same patterns it's just like Fianna Fáil Fine Gael, and then you have a third wheel type party and this is the third wheel party keeps changing but, but it's, uh, that's always been the pattern pretty much like yeah. since the foundation of the state almost and the third wheel tends to get screwed more than yeah. either the big boys like Labour it was the Greens and then it was Labour directly after that. Looks likely it's going to be the Greens again. Looks like the Greens are, try- are, are, are eyeing towards the way. Well, we'll see if this all... Let's see if this actually translates into what it does or does not translate to in a general election. Yeah. But uh, it could do that. You know, it's supposed to be a finger in the air type thing. But, you know, at the end of the day... And look, at the end of the day, 
I don't think hardly anybody who's elected in these elections is in directly going to have a huge amount of power. Not in any, certainly not in Dublin City Council, which we've talked about that in the past. Yeah, I mean, any local council in Ireland, unfortunately, don't have a lot of say in, in Nantes. Or any, or any councillors individually don't, yeah, yeah. you know. It's it's managed in a way that there's minimal input. And then, you know, and let's be, let's talk a little bit about the EU. The EU is not exactly democratic, you know. Yeah, like yeah. the MEPs get paid well. The MEPs get paid well, but they are not quite so uh, democratic, really. I mean, the individual MEPs, they get paid really, really well, but they don't really get a say in anything. It's not how the EU works, you know? Yeah. It's, well, it's they're all... saying certain things. Your man got that. Sean Kelly got the Shannon LNG declared yes. the project of common interest. That's yeah, significant fa- for all the wrong reasons. Sure, yeah, true enough, fair enough. But, like, the likes of Jean-Claude Juncker are not elected, you know? Yeah. They're not elected by the people, I should say. They are elected, perhaps, within structures in the EU, but, like, the really powerful ones are not directly elected by the people, you know what kind I mean? Kind of similar to the city council, then, where the city manager isn't elected by the yeah. people. Yeah, 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 no, 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 exactly, exactly. You know, there's yeah. a bureaucracy within a bureaucracy, and it's all very complex, and, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not like they do have their own agenda, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, they're not um, they're not answerable to the people in general. It's not like, you know, I, I'm definitely not pro-Brexit because I think that's all just a stupid mess and it's all about racism and making England glorious again and stuff but like I wouldn't consider like the EU to be my allies at the same time do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, well, in terms not, of yeah. you know yeah. they're not like our allies or whatever but uh, yeah elections are mad interesting but we do have other things we also want to talk about as well though um, do we <laughs> do we that's just ge- generally talking about what's actually going on at government level at the moment is worth looking at I think because yeah, all this talk about the Green Wave and the Green Party being brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it. We we kind of started talking about the climate emergency, right? Yeah. Which the state declared. There's a bill currently being put through the doll called the Climate Emergency Measures Bill, which was introduced by Breed Smith from People Before Profit. Um, who, I, I'd, in my opinion, I, I'm no big fan of any political party really, but I'd say People Before Profit on balance would at least be as good in terms of environmental policies if not better than the Green Party are uh, in terms of what they're doing. Um, um, the Climate Emergency Measures Bill is a bill to uh, to ban the exploration of uh, for oil and gas, for fossil fuels, right? Yeah. And the government are stalling this. So they've, decla- they've, they've declared a climate emergency while blocking the Climate Emergency Bill. They're, ta- yeah. they're talking about introducing a carbon tax while simultaneously talking about continuing exploration for oil and gas. In other words, Very we want you to keep burning gas and burning oil and we're going to charge you more for it. Yeah. That's essentially what the government are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now people before profit and a few other people have said they're against increasing a carbon tax, which I, th- I personally think a carbon tax is going to have to be part of it. Um, but it, can, it only makes sense and it will only work if it's done alongside ceasing exploration for fossil fuels and increasing uh, the amount of renewables there are. It, it's not going to do anything if it's not done with those two things. And alternative um, alternatives presented to people in terms of, you know, energy sources or... Yeah. or in, in, And in fact, you know, part of that, I don't want to go off now on too much of a tangent, but requiring less energy in the first place for our society to kind of churn on or whatever, you know, we don't need... Somehow we don't need to be... Or so that we don't need to use so much energy because we, you know, we do in, as a on a society level, you know. Well, that's that's the really hard stuff, though, because that. But then you get you're talking about getting into collectivization in in a general sense, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, collectivizing like everything, collectivizing living, you know, the whole. Shoot you're match talking about decreasing consumption and decreasing the. Yeah. All sorts of things See, that. All are, these things are disruptive. Mm. 
you know, disruptive to the way things are done now. I keep coming back to Sadiq Khan in London. Not that I focus, like, we focus probably more in Ireland, but, like, when he said the thing of, like, we need to go back to business as usual, he literally said it word for word, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's that's what it's about. We need to disrupt business as usual. Well, here's a, a, a harrowing example of the kind of thing we're dealing with. And f- when I think of Fine Gael, I think of Mike Pompeo in the United States, who I think he's the Secretary for, of State. He's the man whose voice you heard at the start of this episode uh, talking about how the receding Arctic sea ice is opening up new trade opportunities. Okay, So climate change is making the Arctic melt and his eyes are lighting up thinking, well, now we can exploit the oil and gas that's underneath there. We can fish the waters because our waters are now overexploited and it'll open up new trade routes with Asia. It'll be quicker to get to Asia. We can overfish waters that didn't exist before. We can... That's like, what other word can you use for that? Only pure evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the world is ending and we're going to, we can't wait to exploit the last little bit of viable land there is left. <laughs> and that's like Fine Gael are like the kind of light he, version of that. It's going to get a wake up call, man. There's going to be a wake up call coming when like things go really crazy and like you have millions of people, you know, moving migrating it's it's just not going to be like that you know mm. <laughs> maybe maybe it will maybe maybe it'll be the end of days i don't know <laughs> like but that yeah well we don't know what's going to happen we're pretty sure it's not going to be great crack though but he's the uh he's the that's the kind of guy that's the kind of person that we're dealing with that's he's, he's that, great that's crack. the same attitude that Fine Gael have essentially which is recognizing it paying lip service to it to the climate crisis i mean but yeah. business has to continue. We can't stop. We're not in a position to talk about ceasing exploration for fossil fuels. Yeah, they're 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 cynical. They're clever. They know that they should appear like kind of progress, seemingly progressive in a lot of ways. But they are totally one hundred percent business as usual. And it's bad in a way that they don't make it obvious as well. You know, because we're talking about the likes of the Trumps of the world and all that, and like it makes the likes of Fine Gael seem good in comparison. You know, yeah. like you look at them and you think, geez, they're not that bad. But really, they are in a lot of ways, in, in substantial ways, you yeah. know, in any meaningful way, you know, in terms of what is going to happen to this country because of them, what they, what the damage they've already yeah. done. Like the the homelessness crisis has been going on this whole time. Thousands, literally thousands of people homeless. Finnegale preside over and like they're just. It just keeps climbing the amount of people who are homeless. There's 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 more there's more children homeless now than there were people homeless a few years ago. Crazy, you know what I mean? That's children, just the kids, like children aren't growing, like growing, like not properly and stuff because they haven't got the space to lie down. They don't have the bed to lie down in properly, or being in the buggy all day and they're getting like their muscles are atrophying. Do you know what I mean? Like crazy, like that's Fine Gael did that. Yeah. Well, actually, just, to be honest with you, Fine Gael made it worse, but it was started it was there, while yeah. Fianna Fáil and the Green Party were in government. As we said earlier, the Green Party presided over a country where austerity was introduced, deportations were increased, the minimum wage was decreased. Yeah, the Green Party and Fianna Fáil did that. I mean, I think there, I mean, there would have been homelessness, but like, obviously, it, it exploded after the recession. Yeah, obviously, yeah. like you know, not to have any figures to kind of illustrate that, but just as a general point, I think that's roughly true. You know, mm. so um, God, just bastards, bastards everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, surrounded by. Them. But you can't get excited about an election which Fine Gael, Okay, they were the second biggest party, not the biggest party. You know, Fianna Fáil, but Fianna Fáil did better, and they're the ones who started all this. I mean, it's yeah. you know, there's nothing, there's nothing great to take away from any of this. It's just, and like I even saw some people saying, oh, you know, Ireland has like um, 
push back the far right because we didn't like elect Gemmo Doherty is like yeah. yeah you know and actually do you know but Peter I, Casey missed out by a hair's breadth yeah but yeah. like there's a lot of focus on a lot of these guys you know there's a lot of focus on there should be an, I think there should be more focus if, if you're talking about fighting like racism for example just like state policy Fine Gael ex fall of things like direct provision is mm. that we should be focusing on rather than the likes of Gemma O'Darty, you know? Like, cause the, here's the thing about Gemma O'Darty, right? I know she did very badly in the elections, but am I right or wrong about something? Does she not have, like, a fair few, like, YouTube subscribers or, or whatever now and probably, like, a Patreon or something like that? Does I, she not make I, a f- don't, I don't know. I think she does. I'm not sure. And I get the impression that, like, is she really, like, trying to whip up... Is she not just good at making money? Like, there's a whole thing she's, with Gemma She's O'Darty. an investigative journalist by trade. That's her job. So she's just going to... That's what she's doing. But she's had this weird journey of she was that and then she moved into kind of like conspiracy theory type stuff. Like like if you were following a few years ago and then, then you were like what like what just happened kind of thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But it, the impression, it does seem like she got a knock on the head or something. Yeah. yeah but the impression I like this whole thing of like oh is she um is she crazy and then people going like it's kind of offensive to be like saying oh she's mentally unstable and stuff and that's offensive yeah, to people. Yeah I just do that there sorry. Who are like well no but I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm just repeating that as something that that has been said right yeah. but like and is she this or she that like and I was the whole time I'm just thinking to myself is she not just kind of clever enough to know how to make money off of she kind of realised that there was certain things that she could say and get a good following of like a hardcore dedicated fan base and then get a Patreon account and then make a few fucking bob off it like that was yeah. my fucking take off it like and like I don't know like I mean people seem to be losing their shit over Gemma Doherty she's nothing like she's not like I don't get it like you know what I mean yeah. I don't get what the concern over like and like while she's done so crap and like and and the Peter Casey well he did okay but he's not going to get in it looks like we, were, it does, we don't know yet by the way but it looks like he's not going to get in but like the likes of as I said Fine Gael have done okay they've presided over direct provision but like because they've gotten a few black people around the country to run then we forget about all that and then they do okay do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. And Fianna Fáil as well, the best party, and they've, they've introduced it in the first place. I mean, they didn't introduce it in the first place, but no, they did introduce it in the first place, actually. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, That's important, actually, because y- you get a lot of kind of conspiracy theorists, nut, nut jobs on the internet, talking about, um, oh, you know, Leo Varadkar. He's an immigrant and he wants to bring... I've heard people say he wants to bring a million immigrants into the country. He wants to bring 15 million immigrants into the country. Do you know what I mean? Fine Gael are not kind to refugees or, or to asylum seekers in the slightest no they're not they're, they're <laughs> so it's it's one of those really like backwards things where a party who are hostile to immigrants and to asylum seekers get painted as pro-immigrant by people who don't like immigrants I don't know I can't really wrap my head around it it's the whole Radgar thing like I people from like uh, Spain like uh, my partner's kind of family and stuff going when Radgar became Taoiseach they're like you have a, a gay immigrant, a gay Indian guy is your is your leader now. Wow, that's so progressive. And everyone in Ireland going, oh, well, <laughs> maybe not everyone. People no. we would know, yeah, yeah. but like because he's so actually right wing, actually, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he gives it this kind of modern, kind of young because he's quite young, you know. Like mm. he's in his late thirties, like he's five years older than me, you know. So um, they give it a kind of a, a veneer of like. Uh, modernism and kind of a little bit liberal but like you know socially liberal fiscally conservative right yeah <laughs> nice nice wording <laughs> so he can get away with being like actually be as right wing as hell and like nobody notices nobody remembers that he actually voted against gay marriage when it came up before it was trendy a few years before that mm. some vote related to that in the doll you know and he voted against it even though he himself was gay didn't matter do you know what i mean like 
Nobody remembers that. Nobody says that when he becomes Taoiseach. Yeah. It's all like, oh, wow, you know, he's, we're so progressive and stuff. No, but all the while, it's you have to keep the eye on the ball of what's happening institutionally. Yeah. You know, and not the not how, how well they pull it off and how not like Trump they are or whatever, mm. you know. So, um, God, electoralism, it's mad. Yeah. Just mad. The same thing over and over again. Yeah. <coughs> it re- it, it's... it's, it's Elections are it's 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 similar to like some, some reality TV competition like you're a star dancing with stars or fucking a personality thing as you were saying X Factor yeah it's like who who's who's the most attractive and interesting person it's not what are they actually doing what are the party doing in government so that's there's, there's very little substance involved yeah yeah so the re- the work is always going to be done on the ground and it's it's, it's the way it's always going to be um, yeah and uh, keep the pressure up regardless of who's in power and we will. Um. So another thing we can talk about, I think maybe before we, before we finish up for this time, uh, is Extinction Rebellion. They've been, they've been getting a good bit of traction in the media, kind of. Mainly because of their actions in the UK, but the the the, the Irish branch has been pretty active as well. They had a sit down protest in Dublin a few weeks ago. They blocked O'Connor Bridge, for a few hours. Um, I don't know if you saw the Brent the clip from the Brendan O'Connor show where we had himself and Niall Boylan and you showed two, me a bit of it earlier it was people. a bit of a yeah um, I don't even know who they were but they were they, it was it was kind of funny and also kind of upsetting because it was really as if you, if you got a list so, so, someone said to one of the one of the producers said get me a list of all of the shallow meaningless insults that people have used against environmental protesters over the last three decades get me all of them and then all just the say them all the lowest common denominator yeah. nonsense yeah it just couldn't have been more obvious that they didn't really pay any close attention to what was going on at all they just went oh there's people protesting I don't like that because I just don't like it so uh, well they obviously don't wash then because if someone protests that means they don't wash themselves and uh, they must be middle class kids with nothing better to do because that's the only reason anyone could possibly ever protest uh, yeah. not because because the pla- them on that show were very you know working class you know they were, like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could tell by their accents um, Niall Boylan he's a prick basically to summarise it's it's important to treat anyone with suspicion if they're just dismissing offhand something that's going on any movement that's going on if they're just dismissing it with some shallow ill thought out insult which it doesn't take you don't have to dig too deeply into it to see that they obviously just don't know what they're talking about and why are they even talking about it in the first place there's nothing of substance there. It was just sound bites that, like, yeah. oh, it's just lowest common denominator shit, you know? Typical Irish me- media, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nothing uh, creative or kind of, uh, nothing even enjoyable. Like, it's so bland, it's so predictable, you know mm. what I mean? Like, nothing interesting, you know? And Brendan O'Connor defending them, that was a mad situation <laughs> where he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> middle class hypocrites accusing other middle class people of being middle class hypocrites. Yeah. It's hard, hard watching. Um, oh it's uh, yeah it's sad it's very sad Ireland, Ireland media you're very sad the Irish media and the Irish uh, election game um, we're not normally so gloomy as we are in this episode but there's something about elections how people get very into it and you know and you know I know people of course who ran as well and you know the hard luck some people didn't get in and, and all that kind of crack mm. so it's not trying to be like bitter or being kind of like too kind of dismissive of people for trying something or whatever yeah, but, yeah. but not trying to get too caught up in the emotion of it at the same time yeah and kind of motoring on after that you know not to get too deflated by it exactly, because yeah. it's not where the real wins are going to happen anyway although you know it would have been class 
would have been class if Gillian Bryan got in would have been class if more people for profit councillors if more workers party councillors if it was just more socialists getting elected it, probably, it would have been better it would have been good but it wouldn't have solved anything really you know that's not where the where the work gets done yeah by itself no it's just as a sort of a, an indicator of where things are in, in a way maybe but like apart from that yeah. it's we've got to push on the ground people and speaking of pushing on the ground um, we're, we're just about ready to finish up now but as we said earlier uh, the government are stalling the climate emergency bill the climate emergency measures bill uh, they're stalling it um, to protect the, the business their, their business interests and their class interests so uh, on the 11th of June there's going to be a demo outside the Dáil to support the climate emergency measures bill the the, Dáil, the bill is now at the amendment stage um, so it, it shouldn't be the amendment stage is kind of crucial because that's where it'll be it can and probably will be watered down a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's important that the government know that that's not acceptable, that they just need to ban the exploration uh, and the exploitation of fossil fuels yeah. outright. Um, it's doing well as a piece of legislation, you know? Like, it's getting through it the is, stages yeah. pretty well. So that that's the good news. So but the Minister for Climate Action has said that, that it's not an option to stop. Yeah, absolutely. After declaring climate It's an uphill battle, big time, big time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, if you want to keep, kind of keep your eye out for stuff like that, you can check out uh, Extinction Rebellion and Not Here, Not Anywhere on Twitter or on Facebook. But on Twitter there, so Extinction Rebellion is at Extinct Rebels, i.e. And Not Here, Not Anywhere is at NHNA Ireland. So you can find them on Twitter and they, they update pretty topics. frequently um, and talking about stuff like this. As well as that, actually, Extinction Rebellion, they have their, their meetings. Uh, I'm not sure how often they have them, but they have them in the Teachers Club on Parnell Square. The next one is this Thursday, May the 30th, at half past six in the evening. Uh, so if you want to get start getting involved, that'll be a good entry point, I'd say. But uh, regardless, 11th of June, there's a demo outside the doll. And just generally, uh, if if you're feeling motivated to do something, ring your TD and give out to them. Or, do, or charm them, whatever your approach is, whether you're an angry person or a charming person. Play to your play to your strengths and talk to them about the climate emer- uh, the, the the climate emergency measures bill. Am I saying that right? I believe so. The yeah. climate emergency measures bill. All you know these, which one you're talking about anyway. Yeah, the one that we've just been talking about for ages. Whatever that one is, uh, talk <laughs> to them about that and uh, make sure they support it because uh, put political pressure on for the political pressure to be applied. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, so shine erfa fuck it. That's it for uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it for the latest episode of. Uh, Turn Earth, the Joint Committee on whatever it was on. Um, and we'll talk to you in the not too distant future. Shalom, Walia. <laughs>